Hey everybody, welcome to Thumbnail, a visual arts podcast. I'm Joe Roshert, illustrator, animator, and adjunct professor. And I'm Louis Rosignol, visual artist. And today we have a, a special guest on our show from Berlin, Germany, Felix Scheinberger. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, that's super perfect. Scheinberger. Yeah. Scheinberger. Yeah. It's great to have you. So I love your work. I've been, <laughs> I found your work maybe four or five years ago is when I first discovered your work. Yeah. And so I really love it. It's beautiful watercolor. It's loose. And you've done so many different books and children's books. I really wanted to have you on so we could talk about how you got into <laughs> how you got into making art as a career. Oh, interesting. So first of all, uh, hello, Lewis, and hello, Joseph. I'm super happy to participate. And I have uh, a bit uh, apologized before because my English is not so good. Yeah? Okay, we talk about visualizations and hopefully it will work. So the, the question was about how to make a career as an, as an illustrator and an artist. Hmm. I think it was uh, it was not really my plan. I I, I just love books and I love book illustration. And as uh, when I was a I don't a teenager, I start to doing with completely different things. I, I play drums in a punk band or I do many many different things. And while I do this, I I always draw and I always loved books, book illustration, books. And, I, and this was I think one of the reasons I um when I was maybe twenty or something, I started thinking about maybe make more. We work in as a in music. We make posters and big fan scenes and I draw always and make right. graphic novels about and for that reason I think this was a step to illustration it was not directly it was more yeah, like a start with music were you self-taught or did you go to school for art no I was um, I think when I was 20 I started in a university for applied science in Hamburg Germany um, where you can study illustration and I think I studied with between 20 and 25 or something like this in a university. But university doesn't necessarily mean that you really learn art. It means it's more you are, you are connected to art, but from, it's more talking about art. Huh? And I think the most things I learned by myself. Oh, wow. We've talked about that, Joe, where we found that we learn a lot. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I think it's normal. Universities are more yeah talking about art. It's not so much how to make it, how to work really with watercolor. Interesting. So it wasn't wasn't so much a portfolio program. It was more <laughs> yeah. right. like art history and things like that. You learned. Yeah, also this, but also you, you maybe they get, they give you exercises. You do it by yourself, and it's more. It's not about so much about technique. It's more about um to creating ideas about theoretics and things like this. Yeah, so it was not just how to make art. It's more about to handle with art. Yeah, so like a lot of critiques and stuff. Yes, Is that of what you course, did? Yeah, and not necessarily nice critiques. Of course not. <laughs> right. Oh, right. No, not in my case. <laughs> right. Well, that surprises me because your work is so good. So you. Well, most of the work that I've seen you do is watercolor. Yeah. You've been doing... Is that what you've always loved to do? or? Uh, I think I start with watercolor because when I start, I really start with, uh, I don't know, oil and something like this and also with, with printing stuff. But, you know, it smells all the time and it's stinky and you can't right. get it out of your clothes. <laughs> and I think it has super practical reasons that I start with watercolor because I think, wow, that's clean. <laughs> right. <laughs> it works good. Yeah? Yeah. Right. A lot easier to mess up and yeah that's great 
I think so, yeah. You don't you don't need as much air circulation or <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you don't need yeah. big rooms. And you can make it outside. And this is also a very important point. I after right. a while I, I really I decide to work outside. I like it. I like to go, yeah, plein air malerei, uh, so paintings in plein air, and also make some kinds of working in sketchbooks, go in bars, sketching people, and so on. And you can't do it with air, with oil. Right. Yeah, it's a lot harder. And you can just take your watercolors wherever you go, and yeah. then just sit sit on a bench and draw. Yes. So I know you've done a lot of children's books. How did you get your first job as a as an illustrator for a children's book? I start with children's book because it's, I think it's, I don't know how, how it's in America, but in, in Europe, it's the most obvious thing you can do as an illustrator. Uh, it seems that, that there's no much, not so much publishing houses for books for adults, especially not for, for adults, books with some kind of, well, a bit weird or something. They, they, I think the most jobs you can get is in the children's books uh, publishing industry. And for that reason, I think it, for me, it was when I was young, of course, I want to earn money. And this, the first thought, but this is some kind of logical. But I think, mm, on the other hand, I really love to do things for adults also. And yeah. I'm, mm. I'm not so in this cute world, creating nice animals. I, I can't do this. I'm basically, I'm, I'm able to do this. But I think it's just a part of mine. I think a, a big other part of mine is yeah, handling with adult stuff. Well, that, the, all the books that I own of yours are adult books. They, they, and they're yeah. <laughs> they're risky. They have you know, some nude pictures in them and things. And but they're incredible. But those, did you publish those yourself? The ones like the like Dick, this one, Dare to Sketch. Did you publish that yourself, or did, was no. it put out by a publisher? No. I, I did not publish this. It was, uh, I think, uh, this Dare to Sketch and also this um, watercolor sketching. It came, I was, I make, um, I start to teach in universities after a while. If you, if you draw a lot and people around know that you are draws and the people, sometimes people from universities came and asked, are you able to, to give a course in the university? And I find out that it's, it is, I really like it. I like to work with students. And while I do this, I make, I create exercises. And many, many of these exercises go into these books. So I just, it is some kind of collateral uh, thing while, while teaching in a university. And I, I think this Dare to Sketch uh, comes because I teach two semesters in a university in Israel at the Bessalel Academy. And um, a friend of mine visited me there and we talked about this. And he was very close connected to a publisher for design books. And he asked me, are you able to make these this things or these this exercises you do with the students to a book? Because he said that there's many new ideas. Most books about drawing before was very precise and they were step by step. And my ideas about teaching drawing was more, yeah, be a bit trustful for your own line, be aware of what you, what kind of, of joke you have, you bring with you and things like this. And they say this were some kind of new ideas. And so we make this book there to sketch in a design publisher in Germany. That's so interesting. I, I feel like that's a better way to approach finding your own unique style rather than yeah. trying to just be conformed into a style that already exists yeah i think it's it's just yeah it's like handwriting we just right. don't think about how we write we just write and if we we draw like this yeah? and when i was a student my teachers they make yeah they, some of them they're really, really smart but most of them they just make pressure and they make uh, you have to be not lazy and so on and of course on the one hand they are right but how they do it with all this pressure it doesn't brings me to the point that i'm not lazy i was frustrated and i think it's much better for students to 
yeah, be a bit more um, friendly and nice and try to help them to find where from where they can start their own idea. Because of all, uh, of course, we all have different handwriting. And right. I think that makes us interesting. No? Yeah, I, I think so too. So this book and your other books were first published in German. Yeah. But the one, the copy I have is in English. So how, do you know how many different languages your books have been published in? Because, you know, it's pretty cool to have your work translated into different languages. Yeah. I think it's about 10 languages or something. Yeah. wrote um, four books about illustration and drawing, this dare to sketch and this um, watercolor sketching, and also a book for students for illustration, more about how to create a career as an illustrator and how to work with il illustration, about working with customers and how to arrange a workspace and something. And this is very new. It came in America, for example, this year. And I have a completely new book was is not translated in English, just translate in Russian or Chinese. It's oh, wow. always in, in America, it's always a bit, I, I don't know why, it's a bit more complicated because they have so many good people in America and so good teachers, so they're not really looking what Germans do or something. So it's more complicated. It's easier to get a license for China or for Spain or for, I don't know, sell it in Mexico or in, in Russia, but not really in America. It, it needs a bit more time. So we're still looking for, for a publisher of a new book. Yeah, so we will see. Maybe it came next year or the upcoming We'll see. That's interesting. Um, have you found that technology, you know, and, and social media has changed the way that you you find new work and new jobs and, and new clients to work for? I think for me, not so much, but for my students, very, very much. So because I mainly work for publishing houses and they are more big companies. And so they, if, if they want to have a job, they know me. They ask me. Yeah, I don't right. have to be in Instagram or something. But for my students, it's a very good way. Yeah? If you are young and you are new in this, I think it's perfect. Super cool. Yeah. So when you first started, it was it wasn't that way. But you, so you no, it was it is twenty years ago. I start twenty years ago with the beginning of the internet. I start. I finished my study in the ninety something like this. So it was the beginning of the internet. This it's a chat. It must have been a, a totally different world though. So the fact that you were able to get into that world and make that first book must have been exciting for you. You know, the first time you got a job of to, course, to yeah. illustrate a book. Of course, yeah. How did you break into publishing? I don't know. I, th I think in the beginning it was, I go to fairs and there's also, there was some kind of, it was in Germany, there exist a few publishing houses who make very nice books. And they connect me, for example, they connect me with a, for, for the German version from, a, from a, a book from America from Paul Auster. I don't know if you know him, he's from, from New York. And this was okay. more, we, we are able to make artistic books. Yeah. So for that, it was a, this is not such a, yeah, as usual, not as well paid, but it makes you, brings you to the point that many, many people know you. Yeah. So mm. maybe the next or the upcoming stuff paid better. Yeah. And, um, I make different things. I illustrated books for other people, like, like these, these things for Paul Auster. I make my own books. I wrote books about, yeah, drawing or, or um, illustration. And, um, from time to time, I make projects. For, for example, um, here in Berlin, there's a big scene with techno and with, um, with clubs and people dance and so on. It's, uh, for example, this is very big, but it's, you are unable to make photos inside of clubs, in techno clubs, because people, ask for your cell phone and you can't go inside yeah but you can bring a sketchbook and make sketching this is the right. own project was so interesting so you can show what you don't see what you're unable to make photos that's cool yeah that's really interesting that's the book that you sent me because i yeah I, I sent you a book and so i thought it was really interesting yeah where you can go into places that's not necessarily with a camera but you can go in with a pen and get these drawings i think that might be the case with have you ever read Alan Kober's book where he goes into prisons and does drawings? 
might be yeah. a similar case. It's super cool, yeah. Yeah, but I think this techno scene, of course, they are very free and open-minded, and the people are, maybe they make, I don't know, things are not allowed, drugs or sex and blah, blah, blah. And it's a very closed community, and you can go inside and make, can't make photos because they, they ask for your, for your cell phone. You can't bring photos outside from this place. Right. But you can bring, of course, nobody asks about drawings. Drawings are super okay. If you imagine you go to people who make weird things and make a photo from them, they will, I don't know, punch you on your nose or something. But if you make a, right. a, a drawing, the people say, oh, wow, you draw me. That's cool. Yeah? So, right. of, of course, you can do this. Yeah? It's not, you know, if you, for example, if you make a photo, it's like, it's, it's more pornographic. And if you make a drawing, it's more art. You, you, you know, yeah. this, it sounds weird, but this is a really important point. Right. It's definitely a difference between the two. Yeah, it's it's a another kind of distance if you draw something, other kind of respect and distance. It's more friendly, and a, a photo is a bit yeah, it's a bit like a punch in the nose, yeah. And yeah, because you are very close and you see everything, and it's not friendly, yeah, to show people like. But if you draw them, even if you're drawing like you or me, that we make a bit of mock if we draw them, but we are also there's also shows respect because of the fact you draw them. Yeah, right. And and the the subject is still anonymous, right? Yeah. It's, they're not. Yeah, you can't always tell who it is, and then yeah. you know, when you got a photograph, I have a question because I draw mostly in my studio, and I think Joe probably draws mostly in his studio. But I know you like to go outside and draw when you're drawing in the public. Do a lot of people come up to you and and try to look at your sketchbook and see what <laughs> you're could, drawing? Could be, yeah. But I really, I can show you. I have not such a big sketchbook. I have this size, huh? This is a sketchbook, yeah. Yeah? so like this, yeah? super small sketchbox, yeah? not so big. Huh? So and also my case, and so if you would go with I don't know with a big thing and with all and this palette and so <laughs> and wear a hat, yeah, because you're an artist, yeah, of course the people would, <laughs> of course they would come. But you, if you just sit around and have a drink and talk with other people and draw, by the way, en passant. Huh? Yeah, the people right. the people don't recognize this because the people don't suspect that you will draw them. And if right. they don't feel pissed, they feel some kind of yeah, it's some kind of honor for them because you're interested and you give them attention. Huh? Right. Yeah. So are there any projects you're working on recently that are exciting you? At the moment, I make much editorial stuff. For example, I work yeah. for a magazine who was responsible for, for, for the sea and they make some kind of, there was online, they make a work about um, taking care of environment, uh, things, and they make, yeah, poets of, I don't know, really weird sea rains or so, because uh, with illustration, you can make things really, yeah, visible and close. Huh? So this is what I do. I do editorial at the moment. And I, at the moment, also we have um, uh, a decrease in the university. So I'm responsible for my students. Yeah? Whole, whole right. January. Unfortunately, in, in Zoom because we have Corona. But yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. So you're doing the teaching online right now. You're not doing it. Person. yeah yeah it's not the same and this is because also it's you have if you talk with people you have to be really it's better if you are really connected and so you're talking basically with your laptop but right. it's better than uh, nothing and of course it's um it's a super bad situation and especially in europe it's not so good at the moment and so we have to be we are responsible for our students and they don't have to come a disease us of course there's no yeah. alternative for them right but you can still go outside and draw right right now i, I know some areas they're having pretty strict lockdown where people aren't even really supposed to be leaving their homes. In Berlin, they, today, they, the, the government will decide. It's not so clear. At the moment,
moment you can go out but of course it's winter in germany so it means right. we have we have zero degree no and uh Uh, Celsius, so it, I don't know what's in Fahrenheit, but it's it's when when water freezes, like so 32 we, degrees. Yeah. yeah, so we have uh, snow, yeah? and yeah, it's not so comfortable to go outside. And of course, you can't go in cafeterias or something because everything is closed. Yeah? So there's mm. not so much possibilities for this. Yeah? Yeah. For sure, it will be better in two or three months, but at the moment, no, yeah? can't see it. That's how it is here. We have a cold winter, so drawing yeah. outside right now would be a, a challenge. You have snow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We live in Maine about, it's about five hours drive north of New York City. So it, it gets really cold here. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I have an, an ant in Pennsylvania and Bethlehem, but I think it's, it's not direct in the north. It's more in the west. Yeah. yeah Pennsylvania is not a little as warmer cold. there. Yeah. We're, we're almost near Canada. So we wow. get pretty mm -hmm. cold here. Yeah. Wow. But super beautiful area. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have advice that you would give to young artists uh, that are just trying to get started in, in an art career? Would you have any specific advice? If you start, well, I think we all have, we suspect things. What, um, we suspect what, what we should reach. And I think it's a, it's not a really a good thing. Even not if you work for the spectrums of other people. A good example, for example, if you sit outside, yeah, and you draw, of course people will come and will look on over your shoulder and then they will say oh it's nice or not or something i would really recommend not to care so much about all these things not about criticizing them and not for uh, not for to get i don't know people think yes that's great what you do because you make it from one point on you don't make it for yourself you make it for them because people will come you know they will come other people you will show things will show in internet and in your to your parents to your friends and from one day you won't do it for you you make it more for the other and i think it's not a good thing because while learning it's always good to try out things to make failure and if you have too much in your head all the criticism from other people or people who say that you are a great artist or whatever the opinions of other people yeah you shouldn't share so much yeah? i think it's much better to try out things and you not to suspect where you have to land instead of see where it is understandable understandable what i just explained yeah i love that it makes a lot of sense to, to not have so many expectations and yes expectations this was the vocabulary sorry I, i told you my english is not so good but i think in basic you know what i mean huh? your english is, is yeah. much better than my german i can't oh. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you i'm always impressed when people can speak more than one language because i took german for five years and i can't remember any of it so oh, we should switch to german <laughs> that would be fun <laughs> no i i would i would do terribly uh, i can't i think what is i remember uh ich weiß es leider nicht but i don't even remember what it means i uh, remember like the, it, it it means it i doesn't know this i don't know this See, that's, all, that's the only thing I would say in German. <laughs> at, at least it would make sense because I really wouldn't know anything that I was talking about. So what I mean is uh, this expectation. So give yourself the permissions to make failures, to try out things and not work for the expectations of other people. Huh? Not in a good yeah. and not in a bad way. Also not if the people say, hey, you are such a cool artist. It will also stuck. Try sucking things out. Yeah, right. That's a great point, especially on that topic of failures. We love talking about failures on this podcast yeah. and, and we think it's really important to be comfortable with our failures and to let other people in on what failures we've had and how we've come through to the other side of, yeah. of, of those. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Are there any memorable failures you've had during your career? 
that, <laughs> that you've overcome? Yes, of course. <laughs> tons, tons. Any that you're comfortable telling us? Yes, of course. I can. So, for example, I really thought maybe it would be super good in this, because it's not easy to become it and it's not easy to make money with. For that reason, I thought maybe it, I can start with to make some kind of artistic compromises. Don't really do what I want. Make a bit more what the others want. And because I can sell it. And to say the truth, I waste so much time. It would be much better to work in a supermarket and make my really own stuff and wait until, unless I can live. It was such a wasting of time. And um, also, when I was a child, I think it was my father or my grandfather. They always say, yeah, you have to start, but if you draw, you have to be, first of all, you have to be very precise and naturalist because of, he said, Picasso always, when Picasso started, he was, first of all, he was very precise and very naturalistic. And then he allowed him, himself to become more artistic. And I think that's a, a weird sentence. It's like, uh, if you say to a child, yeah, if you can, first of all, you eat the potatoes and finish the meat and then you can have the sweet. And it's not a good advice because I think if you like things, if you like doing things, you will make it often. One day you will make it good because you made it often. Huh? Yeah. And if you just make be such a critical guy and make pressure all the time, for sure you will left all your fun with this and you, you won't do it uh, for yourself if this pressure is not exist. So I think it's not a good advice. Yeah, I think it's much sense. better to find a way that you like. When I look at your work, you can tell that you've been a lot of time practicing and you're you know you're very oh, good and you. i watch and i watch videos of you doing your sketching and with your watercolor and you're just very natural with it i want to know how much or how many hours a day do you spend drawing do you think and painting in corona times or normal times <laughs> <laughs> no. just in general how many hours do you think Okay, at the moment I work much in the university, but normally I spend fewer hours, five hours, four hours or something with drawing. Yeah, of course. Every day? I think so, yeah, every day. Yeah. The reason I ask that is because a lot of people will say, you know, you, might, you have a natural talent or you're, you're gifted and I just can't draw. But Felix has been drawing for 20 years and he does yeah. four or five hours a day. So, of course, with of course. that much practice, yeah. you're going to get good. People just need to understand that, right? Yes, Levis, what I say, I think this is super true and this is super important things. And people declare themselves as talented or not talented. And I think this have not a bit influence. It have more influence how much you practice. And I think it's with everything. Why? It's with sport or it's with dancing or it's with writing. Why? It shouldn't be like this with drawing. Of course. Right. It's the same. Of course. Yeah. And it's, That's all, a point. it's all about. Yeah. We talk about that all the time. It's like a muscle. And the more you exercise, yeah. Yeah. the bigger you I get. I really agree. Yeah, I really agree. I think this, this talent is invitated by artists who want to kick other artists out or something. It's not, it's not, you don't need it really. There's no, and for, of course, we don't have on our genes. There won't be a, a, a gene like, oh, he's an artist or something. Why? Right. Yeah. We just invited art, I don't know, 27,000 years ago. Yeah? Our genes are much right. older. There's no reason to have, maybe we yeah. have some kind Check. of aesthetic intelligence, you know, something like this. Yeah? But this is, doesn't necessarily mean that you are able to make art. Just means that you are recognized. And this right. we all recognize. We hear music and we love it. All people love it. So this is a talent. As far as talent, I feel personally like it, it might put some people ahead in the beginning a little bit. Like maybe you're slightly more talented yeah. or you can see things better. But if two people start out and one's a slightly a little bit ahead, 
if they both practice for the exact same amount of time, over time they will equal out. I would really agree. I think this is this is completely what I think. You know? I think it's um how can I say? I think when I work with students, for example, you know? I say, of course, and if in the beginning they are different, yeah. You know? But if also the students who declare themselves as very good, you know? if they are lazy in the next semester, the others, yeah. You know? They will, they will become better and better. No? It's, I think it's, it depends very, very much if you are lazy or not. If you are willing to do this, if you have fun with it. And I think for a teacher, it's, it's your job to make have good ideas and uh, bring them to the point that they have fun to do this. Because they have to make it by themselves. Yeah, right. I know, Joe, you teach too. How long have you been teaching, uh, Felix? Uh, I have a tenorship uh, uh, at a university since eight years. I think I, I teach since about 11 years or 12 years. And in Germany, we have this tenorship. I don't know if you have the same. This is a professorship for a lifetime. So you are in one university and you have this job and they can't kick you out. I think it's have since eight years. Oh, okay. That's interesting. And are you teaching full time or is it is it more part time? As a professor, you have to in Germany, you have to teach 18 hour weekly. weekly. It's not like a school. It's university. It's for students so 18 hour weekly and you have to research and something like this on the other time so for example writing books huh? this is the job yeah because i know in the u.s we there's some teachers that are full-time but some that just come in and teach one class yeah so they'll just they'll just teach for you know six hours a week yes we have the same it, it, it depends if you are a lecturer or a docent or a substitute professor or a professor it depends what position in the university you have yeah so but as a professor, you have a full-time job. Yeah, yeah, you should come to our university and teach for a while. <laughs> <laughs> this, was, this would be lovely. <laughs> it would be really be cool, cool. To, to be able to teach in a different country like that. Like that's because I told you my brother-in-law, uh, my yeah. wife's brother lives in Berlin, and he, he he when he first moved there, he taught guitar. Yeah, cool. And stuff. But he still lives it there, and he loves it. And my wife, when she visited, she she loved it there, and she said that I would. And there's. So the picture she took, there was graffiti everywhere, yeah. you know, but really good graffiti. I think Berlin is not bad. I think it's a, a super liberal. Yeah, it's, um, I think it reminds a bit in liberal parts of New York, but there's no crimes. We are in Germany. We People are not armed. They don't have weapons. No crimes happened or something. It's just liberal and maybe colorful, but not dangerous. Or something. For that reason, people like it. Yeah. yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm really happy with what we talked about. Did you have anything else, Felix, that you wanted to talk about a little bit before we end the podcast? Uh, what I really want to say is that I really love your work. It's super funny. I, it reminds me in many things. And I think, oh, it's, I, I really, I see this and I'm very much in this. And I like it very much. Yeah? I like this attitude. Yeah? You know what I mean? Yeah? It's yeah, a, I, I like this, this, this stroke and this easy losing stroke and this splashing with... Ink. I love it. Yeah? I mean, do it, I do it too, and I love it very much. Yeah? To, if people do this, like, yeah, you have strange, straight with this. Yeah? I hope I have the right words for this. <laughs> so that's really nice. Thank you. I think the, be the coolest thing about social media and like Instagram is I find somebody that's following my work, and I really yeah. love their work. And so yeah. it's like a mutual respect. And I've, that's happened a few times where I've seen somebody that i just love their work yeah. and then it turns out they were following me yeah me too I, I feel like a community we sit on different places in the world and and we work with drawing and and it's some, some kind of yeah artistic community and i really like it i always draw inspiration from your work so uh, i'm glad yeah, that me too it's, yeah. it's really great did you have anything joe that you wanted to ask that we didn't talk about i was curious how many sketchbooks you go through in a given year that's a good question <laughs> much i think for a sketchbook i need one or two months so maybe yeah 
between six and uh, maybe eight, maybe ten each year since yeah. 30 years. Should I count it together? Much. Yeah? I really like using that as a measuring stick because I, I always try to get my students to sketch more, sketch more, yeah. sketch more, and just they keep pumping it out to a point where you don't have to be so precious yeah. with with your sketches. Yeah, for example, a good advice is to tell them not to show it to other people and not start with the first page. Because if they yeah. think it's kind of not logical, it makes them super much pressure. Start with page 17. Yeah. It's the best. Yeah, just start in the middle somewhere. It's super good. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. What, what do you do with your sketchbooks when you're finished with them? Do you keep them all? Yes, of course. Yeah. I think I sold one time. I sold a sketchbook. Normally, I just keep it. Yeah. I think I have sketchbooks since from the 90s upwards. Yeah. yeah we spoke with yeah. Tommy Kane. Who's also, yeah, he's uh, also and, super cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah and he, he keeps all his, too. And it makes me want to keep mine, but I've I've been just ripping them pages out and selling them to people. But I, So I don't even have one book that's finished. Everything that I have has either been ripped up, or not ripped up, but you know what I mean, rip a page out and yeah. give it away or sell it. So I really should start keeping some of the books that I do. Yeah, I think it's nice. I, I like the object. Book is a cool object. Huh? But yes. When you're posting your sketches on Instagram, are you posting you, you can't be posting everything you no you sketch no you I, just post your favorites yes and yeah you know for example if you draw in berlin you can't show it everywhere in the world because for example the people are prude huh? so people if, if my some of my books uh, came out in russia and they are printed on the books it's for 18 plus people and here right. nobody will recognize that there's nudes drawing inside because it's drawing nobody will see this yeah, the people in germany wouldn't recognize but in america russia china the people really really recognize yeah so you can't do anything yeah? of course interesting so you have to be careful what you share online a bit i think so yeah I, because i don't want to yeah I, you know i don't want to feel people uncomfortable yeah it's not i don't care but if other people care about this i can show respect or something of course well, it's not a big thing. I don't have to educate the world. Yeah, it's, it's not my position. <laughs> well, it's interesting too because you know you have done children's books, so you know you do have to think about that too, like the children that like your work, and then if you start posting that, yeah. then maybe they'll see it. I don't know yeah. if that's something that you think about from time to time. I make yeah, I show also nudes or something, but uh, it's not such. I think the most of the people now who follow me uh, are adults. Well, yeah. because I, I didn't make children's books since 15 years. And most of my books are books for adults. And I also I work for many, many adults things. For example, here for Berlin clubs or something, I make posters for them, something like this. Yeah. But um, I think, yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, I think it's it all, always pictures are a very heavy thing. It's really um, in a deep emotional connected connection to the people. And I think there are some kind of, you're a bit responsible for what you do no? also. Well, if yeah. you make art, well, I think so. That's true. I have one last question about your materials that you use. So when I do watercolor, I'll use like a roll, a uniball pen. But sometimes when I go over it, the ink... It's bleed out. Yeah. 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 So what do you have a specific pen or pencil that you like to use before you put the watercolor down? I, I Of course, I took a more waterproof pens from, I don't know. I don't know. Do not use those special materials. Use br German brands like Edding or uh, Faber-Castell or something. And they have waterproof. Uh, and of course, I just use feathers, really steel feather and ink. Huh? Yeah. And if this is dry, you can go over. As long as it's dry. You're waterproofing. Yeah, yeah, of right. course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it has a nice stroke. I like feathers because it's split out and it may have a different different thin, um, different size of the stroke while you make a line. Yeah. 
And when you say feathers, are, are they the metal ones? Yes. The metal metal, the metal ones, nibbed. The or you can make metal nib pens. No, not pens. Those metals, normally. Uh, or you can you can right. live, um, uh, how how it's called um, on the sea. There is a plant. Huh? When you ca- cut it, yeah, like grass or something, you can like a weed. Weed, and this is super nice. Bamboo. Yeah, bamboo yeah. and weed is super good yeah, for drawing. Yeah. I really would recommend it. I also show it to my students from time to time how to make it, how people in the antique make it. And they make such beautiful strokes. Unbelievable. Yeah, mm. that's, that's cool. The reason I ask is because, you know, when I see your drawings, there's, there's usually the black's not bleeding and the colors are separate. They're not like muddied. Yeah. When I use watercolor, I, I'm impatient and I don't let the colors dry that often. And so they start bleeding, <laughs> yeah. getting muddy. Yeah. So gotta have a little patience. Yeah. Watercolor is always a bit anarchistic. Yeah. Yeah. It do whatever it wants. Yeah. 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 Of course. But you- I loved, I think I watched some quick tutorial of yours, Felix, where you're ah. doing a quick water watercolor yeah, demo. Yeah, it could be. Uh... The one thing that I just fell in love with was at the very end when you used a lighter. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To quickly flash yeah, dry the works. watercolor. Yeah, it works very well. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that from now on because because that's that's the worst part of watercolor especially in plain air yeah. with watercolor is that it's it's wet now and i can't just fold up my sketchbook and run away you know i, I have to yeah. keep it out yeah, yeah you look and i have this so size you, of case i have super small case yeah bring it with outside and, huh? to put it in a bar yeah you can work with everywhere with you know? yeah but it, it's yeah. wet for a while that's the problem yeah you're right and so the lighter does do a really good job with that I think so, with, yeah. With a, Super good, a, yeah. a flash, yeah. flash drying. <laughs> uh, works, so cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure that's if really cool. in, in winter or not, but yes. Yeah. Let us sorry. <laughs> that's really cool. I love that you use the pans of watercolor because oftentimes when people are talking about watercolors, they use the tubes and they squeeze them out. But yeah. I, I like those old school pans so much better where the, the course, watercolors yeah. are hardened. I really uh, draw often in, I don't know, in, in, in clubs and discos and somewhere in a bar. Yeah? And you can't... Pfft, if you have too much material, how does it look? Yeah? Right. It has right. to be practical. Huh? Yeah. yeah, and those are really practical. They're all compact and, and small. Well, thank you for joining us today. And, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. It was nothing less than a pleasure. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. yeah, and so if anybody out there has not seen Felix's work, definitely check him out. Are we gonna? Can we put a link in the description, Joe, or something? Yeah, we'll put a link in the description. But Felix, would you would you mind sharing your Instagram handle? Yeah, of course, Felix Scheinberger. My name, Felix Scheinberger, is Instagram. And that's F E L I X S C A E I N B E R G E R. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say can't it say it so fast, but yes, that's super correct. Yeah, Felix Scheinberger. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit longer, but we'll, it'll also be in the title of the podcast. This would be lovely. Yeah, thank you, Alan. Yeah, cool. Yeah, thank you.